0: This is a commune podcast. Hey Siri. What do you know about me? I don't have an answer for that. Is there something else I can help with? Tell Judy. Hello and welcome to the second episode of Stupid No More. Now clearly Siri Jhud Bolrethi. But do you guys know that these days, humans have stopped listening to other humans? primarily because we are all so distracted with our own devices. Our devices, on the other hand, are really listening to us. And when I say really, I mean really listening to us. How much do they know? I have no idea. Where is this information going? I don't know. But what I do know is, I'm a stand-up comedian and I talk a lot of crap with my devices around. And I would want to know where that information is going and who is doing what with it. So to find that out, we have a super fun guest, Mr. Meghnath. He's the associate editor of News Laundry, cool guy, fun to chat with, sucks at Hindi and is paranoid about who is listening. So guys, let's go. And roll into the second episode of Stupid No More. Thank you so much, Megna. Thank you so much for joining in to the second episode of Stupid No More. This is a podcast that I've recently started. And uh, the whole idea of uh, doing this podcast was I'm 47 years old right now. Mm-hmm. And I've spent a lot of time in corporate life. You know, I'm now a stand-up comedian for the last four years. And I've realized that I really don't know too much about too many things. Like, I have superficial knowledge about most of the stuff. Don't we all? Yeah, but you know, how much can you faff around here in parties and all? That's true. Because now people are getting more informed, na. Yeah. So what happens is you give one line which you've read somewhere and the other person goes a little deeper and then you have nowhere to go. Then you're searching for wine or, you know, old monk or whatever. whatever.
1: <laughs> so the objective of this podcast is you want to become a better person at parties. That's great. Yes, I like that. Yes,
0: just that. just <laughs> that, like that. Just that. I just need to be the smart guy at parties. I think that's the big aim. That's a great objective. I like that. So that was thing. And you know, one of the things that happened to me, I, I used to hear a lot of guys say that, you know, they were speaking about something in their bedroom or whatever, and they opened Facebook and suddenly an ad of the same thing popped up, right? Whatever they were saying. I honestly never believed them, okay? Because maybe I wasn't noticing too much, but it never happened to me till a few days back. Right. I was buying all this light equipment for, uh, you know, stand up comedy that we now do from our homes. So I was buying these light equipments and I was talking to my wife about it. And then um, I think I logged into Facebook, if I'm not mistaken, or Amazon, one of those two. And there were light ads there of these, you know, professional light. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, this actually happens. The devices around our house are listening to us yeah right? this
1: has happened to me a bunch of times actually now and i mean i do find it still very creepy and you know i've often wondered so i get that you know people are like oh amazon alexa is always listening or you know like google is always collecting voice notes now for instance and you know like our devices are collecting so much information right yeah i'm also wondering so like for instance me and my wife do talk like, say, in a in mix of Hindi, English, sometimes, you know, Marathi and Bengali as well. And yeah. I'm now wondering if ads show up based on predictive behavior more than anything else rather than, you know, just directly listening to us. Because it might be so that, you know, the algorithm has decided this is the time when this guy will realize he needs a mop.
0: You know, I mean, like a lot. The mop could have been there. But, you know, things like lights or professional lights popping up at this point of time. weird. Yeah. Seems a little weird. Uh, a little did you talk to me. someone on WhatsApp about it? Maybe, yes. Or Yeah, Facebook. yeah of course I did. Have, exactly. Yeah, have... So
1: that is one more thing. When you talk on WhatsApp about these things, I mean, they show up. So it
0: seems like they're collecting data there as well. And is it, like, always on? Like, which device do I need to shut off? I think all devices which have a microphone, <laughs> frankly. That's pretty much everything now. Yeah, exactly.
1: Everything that has a microphone. Even your TV has a microphone now. Even my Amazon remote has a microphone. It's really weird. I was also, like, talking to someone about
0: that. Yeah, yeah, you can do that whole thing, now from the remote itself now.
1: Yeah, you press the top button and then it listens to your voice. And then it's very accurate, actually. Yeah. But... Uh, like, I was just wondering, like, you know, the battery drains on that thing a lot. Maybe it's because yeah. it's constantly listening and recording to what you're saying.
0: It is. It is. My theory, you know, I was speaking to somebody a long time back and they were like, no, 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 you know, stuff like Alexa or, you know, your phone mm-hmm. only listens when you give a particular command. I was like, to listen to that command, it is listening.
1: Exactly. That's what, so to say like, okay, Google or whatever, yeah. it's like, it has to be listening, right? I mean, like, otherwise, Correct. how will All it know?
0: Yeah. And that's very dangerous. yeah. Now, there are few devices that we know are listening. Okay, hmm. There's a phone, you know, whether you're on an iPhone or an Android or whatever, you know, if you buy an Alexa, it will listen, right? That's the whole point of yeah. the device. But what about all the other data? Like all these apps that we're downloading, everyone comes with this. I'm giving access to XYZ and frankly, none of us care about it, right? We just press the accept button if you want the app. Yeah. And how much of that is really playing now? Like, how much of my data is going out?
1: So, you know, it's an extremely, extremely complicated subject, right? I mean, like, to be fair, like, to put it simply and answer your question, Hmm. first, we have to classify your data into sensitive personal data. We have to classify Hmm. it into critical personal data and just general personal data.
0: Sorry, when you say we have to classify, you mean whichever device or service is listening?
1: Yes. So the... Entity that wants to process your data essentially will have to figure it out. But then in the law itself, they have given particular categories of what this data is, right? For instance... Sensitive,
0: critical and general, you Yeah, so
1: like essentially... So there is sensitive and critical. So there is non-personal sensitive data, which is anonymized, right? For Mm. instance, you're buying something on Amazon and like, you know, 10 other people are buying the same thing. Yeah, Yeah. So like the data which says like, 10 people bought this t-shirt is Mm. anonymized, right? And, you know, they don't know who actually bought it. I mean, as in, when you're sharing that data with someone, with a store, for instance, that this is in high demand, so they Yeah, will yeah, yeah. Set, it is
0: one of those which happens in the hotel booking apps. No? Four yes. people are looking at these rooms. Two rooms are available. i mean, like, nah, yes. nobody's looking.
1: So essentially, you will never know who those four people are. So that's like anonymized. I don't think
0: they exist. Yeah. <laughs> <They're just> putting <laughs> like, pressure on four yeah, people yeah, like us. Here. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Then there is a personal identifiable sensitive data, right? Which hmm. means name, address, mobile phone, you know, even like our handles, like whatever. Yeah. That is personally identifiable stuff. Even your photograph. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Now, this kind of data is, I mean, it can be misused if you want to, like, do identity theft, etc. But essentially, Hmm. this is the kind of data that you need to give out to operate on the Internet nowadays. Right. I mean, there's no way out of it.
0: And that is the access that you pretty much give to every app.
1: Yeah, exactly. Now, there is critical data, which means uh, Hmm. financial information, health information. Which you just do not want to give out, like, or you do, do not want anybody else to give out in, to the world in general. Right now, that no, is. In,
0: in, in my case, it won't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy will hack into my bank account, probably put some money and walk off.
1: But just the fact that he has access to your uh, bank account in perpetuity. Yeah. Like, if this podcast becomes popular and gets ads, then all that yeah. ad money will get siphoned off immediately. Then you will yeah. be like, second episode,
0: Meghnaad. <laughs> <laughs> <Like, like, laughs> Tenth episode, <laughs> me <laughs> <like> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> See, huh. warning you right now. <laughs> um, ah, this is going good. Huh? <laughs> yeah. And then, uh,
1: now the bill is saying that critical data has to be only stored in India. Right, It cannot be stored anywhere else in the world. And they have given a bunch of categories. I'm not going to list all of them out, but it's in the bill. Hmm. And then there is the sensitive data, which they know Hmm. is sensitive in nature, like name, etc. But they are saying that, fine, it can go outside the country. But then a Hmm. copy of that needs to be maintained inside India as well. Like, which is called localization. Why is it important? Yeah, so it is essentially comes from this bizarre concept. You must have heard this line now. Data is the new
0: oil. Yeah, yeah. It's like 40s is the new 30s or whatever. Some shit like that. Yeah. (laughs) Never makes any sense. But everybody thinks, oh, what's deep? deep. Data is the new oil. (laughs) What's deep? Uh,
1: Data is the new oil. What essentially it means is uh, that it's a resource which is being extracted. Right? I mean, like essentially that. Where uh, every big company in retail, service industry, everywhere, manufacturing, everything now extracts any and every kind of data from us, tries to Correct. form patterns and then Correct. profit,
0: right? No, but why is it like, even if it's stored in a Indian data center, Yeah, how? what difference does it make? Let's say Facebook was storing it here. Hmm. They would still be using it, right?
1: But that's the thing. So like, I mean, when I say data is the new oil, there is, of course, this element of profiting from this resource. So now I'll put it like in a very weird way. So imagine like there is like this giant battle going on between Mm. like two monsters. One is called the government and one is called the intermediaries. Right, now Uh intermediaries are our social media companies, our other Amazon, everything, everything, which are Uh data fiduciaries, I'm just calling them intermediaries for now. So they are basically, the government is saying that all the data that the citizens are giving to these
0: intermediaries belongs Hmm. to us, the nation. You know. Oh, it is the ownership thing yeah. It's not really It's more secure It's just that I own it
1: Right, you can't just say It's a resource Extract it Take it away Profit from it And then just not give us Anything back I mean, just like oil Right, I mean like, ah, no. That's why data oh, so Is the So that is what it means Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly Do you think if somebody Offers me whiskey At a party I can just Like offhand just call, He'll be like Which whiskey do you want And I'll be like Whichever But you know Data, data is, the is the new oil It's the new oil <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it will work? I
1: think it will be weird. They'll just give you oil. <laughs> to think. It's like, le, Sale P, P, oil, Jaina.
0: Don't so do we're that. Don't, don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. No, no, probably not.
1: <laughs> uh, then, you know, I'll ask you one question Is data the new oil? <laughs> or, according to the intermediaries,
0: data is the new water where it flows everywhere without control and everybody needs it? So what do you think? See, this is the point I normally get zoned out in a party. Uh-oh. Oh.
1: Had I made this
0: statement and if you were at the party and you would have made this statement, I would be like, yeah, you win. Yeah. <laughs> I would just raise my hand and walk out. I'll be like, you win. I don't know. I'm probably going to start a podcast. We'll yeah. learn there. Yeah. So then you're not going to answer my question. is your? You know,
1: like, <laughs> yeah, great totally great way to get away. Great way to get away.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was just wrapping my head around data is the new oil. You brought water also. in. I was like, oh, this is too confusing. Here. At 47, no, nah, I can't do that. <laughs> but uh, to put it simply,
1: um, intermediaries and our companies are saying that data is water. The internet cannot mm. function like this. So if you, for Hmm. instance, if the government is asking that uh, all information that I've given to uh, Facebook, which is sensitive in nature, needs to have a server in India, which will have a copy of that data. And it Hmm. will always be updated with the latest version of that data and that personal Hmm. data. And therefore, Facebook, if it wants to use it, it will have Hmm. to maintain these two copies, right? The reason why that is being done, simply put, is for the government to control information flow. So right now what happens, say, Hmm. uh, if you say, give a, like, make an anti-national statement on Twitter,
0: right? Or as we call it these days, just make a statement.
1: Just make a statement, exactly. (laughs) Now there is like, the government gets upset and they're like, you know, take this down. We're ruining our harmony in this country. And Correct. hashtag Sanskar also. So what used to happen is that now you have to wait for Facebook or Twitter to essentially ha baya they'll be like, maybe, maybe not. Are we setting a precedent? We will call a meeting now and like mm. they will not do it. Or they maybe yeah. they'll do it really fast, right? Yeah. Either way it's problematic. So now what the government is saying, if you store the data in India. Essentially, mm-hmm. they have jurisdiction over it. So then they can legally then act upon it and get it done. Ah, that makes sense.
0: So, yeah. one is jurisdiction also, which yeah. comes into play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, this is not about security. This is about control, like you said. This is about jurisdiction. Hmm. This is about owning it because it's a valuable property now.
1: No. Okay. So, I was talking from my, let's say, Mary chashme se baat kar tha. Like, I mean, I'm wearing a chashma of a user. An internet user and obviously like someone who reads upon privacy laws, etc. And is aware and is very Hmm. paranoid about their privacy in general, right? But if you look at it from, say, a security angle, from the government's chashma, if you put hmm. on the saffron tinted glasses. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll never leave to the episode
1: 10. i Color okay.
0: <laughs> Thank God we are paying a sound editor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, if you are the government, from their angle, say for instance, if there is like anti national content, like generally, let's not go down that path. Let's say like there is genuinely content which is a threat to our nation, right? And uh, uh-huh. that needs to be taken down. Yeah. Say, for instance, Pakistan is trying to rile up a riot, like targeted Got riot.
0: Right? And that's genuinely happening. Right? It's happening. Uh, Absolutely. Like It's happening in elections. It's happening otherwise. Yeah. You know, the...
1: Like the Russia interfering in American elections is one big example of that. Correct. Even the Cambridge Analytica thing that happened in India. Exactly. Yes. So things like that happen where um, not only is threat to security, but also to our electoral process, the democratic process. Um, hmm. So from the government's perspective, this is correct. It's legit that, you know, if threat comes upon us, which is like a enemy nation or someone who does not intend wealth or India just comes in and starts disrupting, you know, our uh, society based on access to the internet
0: or just using
1: the internet or social media or whatever, the government Mm. needs to act upon it.
0: And act swiftly. Yes. Yes.
1: And the only way it can act upon it is if it has jurisdiction over that data. So that's the entire logic
0: of it. But what stops the government? Is there any law or anything which stops the government from using that data to influence either policies or elections for that matter.
1: So again, that is where the tricky part comes in, right? It all depends on how much you trust your authority, right? Um, hmm. In Singapore, for instance, you can see that there is this system called RAHS. They like make you give up all your data the moment you enter their borders, right? They're like, Correct. we are going to look at, we listen to and see everything that you do um hmm. and in singapore the thing is the citizens have this immense trust on the government that ठीक hmm. we are giving you this data but we trust you enough not to misuse it in a country like india and i'm not talking about the current regime i'm just talking in perpetuity in backwards yeah. and forwards governments are known to be power hungry they want yeah. to curb on citizen rights because they want to accumulate power so in that case for instance uh, scam breaks and hmm. a journalist reports on it the government hmm. can come in and say that oh this is harming harmony and then they'll shut it down or they'll correct. remove all the posts on facebook so correct they can play their own agenda if they yes want to. and hmm. that is where the third party comes in you know the third hmm. party here is the intermediaries the websites the companies etc
0: one of the things with government i think is also a big concern there is no faith in their ability to protect the data like honestly whenever i have downloaded a government app. Hmm. Right? Even just to check it out. The whole tech experience is so bad. It looks like some, you know, interns have created those apps. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm wondering if that's their ability to create an app which they're promoting 24 by 7 on every platform. Then what data breach can they, uh, you know, avoid? Do they really have the resources to do that?
1: So government has been terrible with data in the past and in present also. Like just one example would be Aadhaar. Right, you know, hmm. if you search for someone's Aadhaar number, there is a possibility that a PDF has been uploaded somewhere on some random yeah. government website, and it will hmm. pop up, and it will give details of your bank accounts also.
0: Do, do you have good money in your bank?
1: Uh, no, not really. No. What do you define as good? I'm not Ambani level rich. If that that's good, I ah, think. That, so. now I've understood. If
0: you are comparing yeah. to Ambani, then you have good money. So uh, one of the things you know, which is extremely important, uh, required for you know this podcast to release, hmm. is your Aadhaar number. If you can just give it right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I don't have an Aadhaar. Lol. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's not, like, it's not like because uh, the lack of trying, okay? I genuinely tried yeah. to get an Aadhaar right before this lockdown because income tax file karna tha and yeah. because, you know, government ko diya, mujhe refund, I had yeah, to a refund, they had to a refund. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, like, so I, I genuinely went there like five times and they changed the rules so often. It was such a pain and the lockdown happened. So I was like, screw it. I get saved once <laughs> again like, <I> was like
0: <laughs> just a few years late into the process but what yeah, the hell <laughs> I'm not going to go there and get infected guys please I'll write that in my <laughs> income tax records now <laughs> you were talking about um uh you know, this whole intermediary coming in yeah, and their role in this yeah. entire thing. So,
1: so there are like few parties involved, right? There's the government, there's the intermediaries and there's you. From the intermediaries' point of view, what they're saying is that A, they don't want to be the arbiter of what is right and wrong. Hmm. Even Facebook, like for instance, if you heard Mark Zuckerberg's thing, like there was this giant article about yeah. political ads, right? Hmm. On Facebook. For instance, hmm. there is a genuinely fake news being spread and advertised on Facebook, will right. Facebook take the call of taking it down? Now, Mark hmm. Zuckerberg clearly said, no, I'm not going to be the person to decide that. The hmm. users are going to be. And I think that is also a very smart way to sort of look at it from the hmm. intermediary point of view, because I am also still unsure if hmm. they should be the arbiters. Yeah,
0: who takes a call on that? So the one who takes a call it's fake news or it's genuine news yes. even if it's bad news right so yes. i don't think a facebook is, could can decide what is good or bad news or fake news in india right it could be real news for all you know but really bad in nature
1: right and if you think about the amount of information being shared on their platform it's also impossible yeah. practically for a human level interjection there right so they've started developing algorithms to identify this Now, Hmm. I don't know how advanced these algorithms are or how exactly they will go about this. But from the little that I know about algorithms, I genuinely feel it's an impossible task. Because for a country like India, which has like a million languages, how Hmm. will you apply the algorithm here?
0: Right? Correct. We keep changing our slang. Who's checking this? Are these humans who are checking this? Uh Or is it like in... So like...
1: uh, Right now, there are like giant moderation teams which sit out Hmm. of many places around the world. Thousands of Hmm. people essentially just day in and day out going through problematic content and taking it down based on flagging.
0: Just aside uh, to all the listeners right now, uh, this podcast not only gives you great information, it also gives you great career opportunities. So (laughs) in in case you are into shitty content, there are actual jobs where you can kind of go through shitty content throughout the day.
1: And in the next fifteen seconds, I'm going to ruin your dreams. In oh, this moderation <laughs> spoke too soon. <laughs> in these moderation uh, factories, uh, yeah. there have been multiple reports of extremely dangerous mental ailments cropping up in the moderators. Like if you're looking oh, at like, you know, pictures of you know, like child pornography se violence every day day in and day yeah. out that's extreme then also yeah. like applying your brain on whether something is problematic or insightful or not day in and day out that is your job that is literally your job for what six hours a day um oh,
0: uh, yeah. That's actually most corporate jobs, by the way. Yeah, but like there, there was this insane... I mean... You know, there are a lot of people in... I spent about 18 years in corporate life. I can right. tell you there are a lot of people who can still go for this job. Because they'd rather look at this shitty content than look at an Excel oh, sheet and a present, presentation throughout the day, which makes no sense at all.
1: But uh, the, to tell you how extreme this gets, there was this article mm-hmm. in, I think, The Wired about the conditions in one of these. So, apparently... One person lost it and took a dump on the desk and left. Then someone else just died on the desk of a heart attack. And people didn't find out wow. till six hours later.
0: The I completely b- take back my words yeah. on career opportunities. Yeah. This is not the podcast to listen yeah. for career opportunities.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> but yeah, but like so, human intervention, right? For hmm. essentially moderation. Now, that is the tricky part. And that is why this entire issue is so complicated because like we started off by you asking me questions about चलो मेरे concert de- devices are listening to me now these yeah. are the kind of questions we are actually worried about but in- at an individual level that's what i'm worried about yeah and a- on a larger scheme of things though when you multiply yourself by a billion by seven billion Correct. right the problems yeah. just compound to like insane level. Correct. And also the impact of those problems. Then add to that the masala of culture, of sensibilities, Mm. of what Mm. people think is offensive, not offensive, acceptable, not acceptable, freedom of Mm. speech. Also, nationalities, like, you know, borders, it blows your mind, essentially.
0: And if I heard you correctly, there is still a debate on who fixes this or who controls this to solve the problem. There is no clarity right now on that
1: yeah so the clarity is what this personal data protection aims to bring about by Mm. not just doing this data like what what is personal what is sensitive etc but uh, Mm. it is also saying that uh, like the government will that that they're creating a data protection authority which will Mm. prevent data misuse as they call it now that Mm. will be the one that will decide whether This has to be taken down. Okay. So essentially, the government will be given control. Like this authority is being given the control, not really the government, just one layer removed. And that is what is going to happen now. But then there's the flip side of it, which is the positive side of it, that this bill also brings about the concept of consent. So, for instance, like you are giving out data to Without knowing to like Google, Amazon, etc. Now, hmm. this bill, what it says is that it is going to protect you in a way that you will have a right to recall. So, if you appeal and say that no, I don't want this data out there with such and such company, the company hmm. will have to take it down.
0: And that I'm assuming would be a very complicated process. It's not yes. a click of a button saying I want my yes. data
1: back. Yes, uh, that is the weird part of it, right? Um, It'll
0: almost be like, yeah, you first uh, do jogging for like two months and join a gym, make sure you're going there every day for six months, and then, you know, solve some mathematical problems, and then you have a right to click on that button. Something like that, right? It'll be almost impossible for us to do that.
1: That's exactly it, right? I mean, just to give you one example, you don't know how your data is getting stored in each company. Google might be, say, storing it everywhere, like in hmm. multiple servers, uh, but yeah. like, and there might be a smaller company, which we might have like a very solid one server where everything is getting stored. So hmm. like to get that amount of data maybe accumulated, trace it, and then remove it, the company hmm. will have to spend a lot of resources and money doing that on a constant basis. But have basis. they already
0: committed to this saying that we will do this? Uh, no, if, so they they will
1: have to do this. There's no chance of commitment because it's the law. That's the point, okay. you know, like, I mean... And they are law across the world? No, no, right now, like in India, we are talking about India, okay. that, like, okay. this will happen in India, right? Across hmm. the world, in GDPR, you know, like, in Europe, etc., there are certain safeguards which are similar to this. And companies okay. are fighting there also. I mean, it's not a unique India problem. And the other thing is that... Uh, Consent wise, you will actually be asked on each step where your data is to be taken and also where it is to be used. So that information will be available with you.
0: Again, Which how is not will happening they implement right No. But okay. again, how will they implement this is a question. Oh, damn. Does it mean like 50 pop ups on every step? That already
1: happens because if you go to any European website, the GDPR hmm. already does this. It shows you this uh, website collects information for such and such purposes and then it gives you a list of other websites which this information is being shared with if you go to like uk newspapers or german newspapers or whatever you get hmm. these
0: most of them have subscriptions here yeah, so i normally don't go there
1: yeah
0: <laughs> like they show half the article and then ask for money i'm like yeah, i'm not so interested in news <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's the essential thing now bring it back to an individual level You're right here is my modus operandi kind of when i'm downloading stuff or when I'm giving my information out it's in three simple words I don't care okay right primarily because I don't understand what all can be done with it I know it is risky financial part of it is what I'm really scared about Hmm. but if somebody has information about my email telephone number or are putting ads on what stuff I want it's not a life threatening situation. It's not, you know, the benefits are far bigger than the privacy part of it. Yeah. And I would, normally let go. So I'm not reading terms and conditions. Now, I don't even know whether when they say that, you know, other information, like name, and profile and contacts and some other information, what all am, am I giving them? Hmm. So there is no idea, like my information could be out there with my consent. Right? But how do I or a normal normal user okay not a techie not a guy who understands legalities too much but how does a normal user still protect themselves around this
1: right do you mind if i go a little philosophical on this before we oh yeah yeah no but like i mean think about it like so there are two ways to look at this right so one you said that you know you don't care about giving up the data and because you're getting so many free services in return So for instance gmail doesn't charge you so like gmail is reading yeah. your essentially all of your emails and throwing ads at you at all times and that yeah. is doing that because it's reading everything right So uh, you're saying that's fine because, you know, I can ignore an ad. I can just be like, yeah, I don't even look at it. That happens. But as a Mm -hmm. result, I'm getting this very efficient Gmail, which is a great emailing, whatever.
0: Yeah, my life is becoming simpler. I need these apps. I can't live without Gmail. But then the other
1: aspect of this is, for instance, let's take the example of Facebook. You Mm -hmm. are liking random things. You are liking random posts. You are looking at certain Mm. things and, you know, reacting to it, commenting on things, etc. Now, what happens is that Mm. the algorithm is sort of sorting all of that to make sure that it shows you content which will keep you on their platform, which means it is going to feed your biases. So if you keep seeing things you like, which can be political leaning wise, which can be just aesthetically pleasing or whatever else you want to call it. The algorithm knows better than Mm. you because it has not just looked at your likes, it has looked at the likes of thousand other people like you. So now what is happening is it's inherently changing the way you look at the world, which is very freaky Mm. when you think about it. It is actually deciding that you keep voting for a certain party maybe because it's just throwing you content which is favorable to that party.
0: Does this really mean that when you're looking at the online world, Look at it with a different lens yourself. You know that these algorithms are there. Know that you have been fed information that you want Mm. to see. Because if you're right, right? If I'm being fed what Mm. I like, whatever algorithms work, and they decide that, hey, I can change Mm. this guy's Mm -hmm. opinion. He's sitting on the Mm. fence. I can change the opinion. Then I'm getting influenced, right? How much... And and it's a reality. I don't think it's a world that we can just give up. I can't say that. No, you can't. can't. But
1: like, that's the thing. So like, there's the fact that sort of you have this awareness that, you know, maybe the algorithm is just deciding what to see when you Hmm. sort of apply this filter and make it a habit to apply this filter internally, you immediately start questioning Hmm. the content that you're being shown. It's essentially a question of personal biases, right? Everybody's bias. The algorithm just feeds that bias.
0: Which is what, in a sense, that whole forward thing on WhatsApp did, right? Because the moment now when you get a forward because of all the information that has been thrown out saying, hey, be careful about this kind of information. Now you're a little cautious. Now you, people who are aware of it, don't tend to believe forwards as much as they used to just because that little came with that icon saying it's a forward but then
1: post. you know there are people like Amitabh Bachchan who post those forwards on twitter to his oh, millions okay,
0: yeah. of people he's done great work for decades yeah. give him a
1: little this is what it is he's got a twitter please deactivate it it's done and create an anonymous account you can't use your own
0: brand my only thing is at least just stop numbering oh, your tweets <laughs> yeah. let's start from there not during the course of our chat, which has been really, really yeah. interesting, may not, that you mentioned a word for yourself saying you're paranoid about it right. Now I'm assuming that in whatever little impact this podcast this episode would have on people, at least a lot of people would start thinking about yeah. it more deeply. What do you do for yourself? Paranoid is a very strong mm. word. like are you really, really scared of the certain things that you just take care of, like top three, four things that you do right.
1: So for instance, big. I'm really paranoid about right now in my head. When it comes to like privacy-wise, I'm really paranoid about Aadhaar. And what about Arugya Setu app? Yes, exactly. The second thing I'm now paranoid about, which is I think more than Aadhaar, is Arugya Setu. You know, like it's it's scary when I think about it. And again, Hmm. like I would like to reiterate that, you know, it's not just I'm paranoid about this government or this regime, which is, I mean, to put it mildly authoritarian in nature. Hmm. Uh, But uh, I Hmm. know for a fact that 20 years down the line, there might be something worse. And you never know, right? Yeah. I mean, worse yeah. than this, because everybody was saying before, oh, it can't get worse than this, but it did happen. You know, like, <laughs> 2020 <laughs> happened. There are cyclones and there are COVID and, you know, rights are being yeah. taken away. Now I can't move freely anymore. So yeah, worse things can happen.
0: Yeah. In fact, whether you believe the government or not, either which way, right? Or their ability, their ability to keep that data yeah. secure. Apps like Arogya Setu in today's time, Where it is necessary for you to even enter an office complex or to cross Hmm, a border hmm. or to probably take a flight. Those are things you will have to do. I mean, you can't even avoid it. It's not like you can say that, hey, I'm the one who doesn't. So, philosophy time. Uh, Basically, uh, (laughs) you tell me this. (laughs) I'll tell my editor. It's been a music (laughs) (laughs) change. That'd be nice. Uh Uh,
1: No, okay, I'll Uh ask you a question. What is more Hmm. important, security
0: of the nation or? personal privacy? Very interesting question. In the current context, my personal security Mm. as a human being depends on security of others. Right. And I'm specifically talking about, let's say, an Arogya Setu app. I would want everyone to download it because somehow I believe that it at least protects me to whatever extent Mm. it does.
1: So the follow-up question to that would be, what is more important, public health? Or personal privacy. Right now, public health. Exactly. For sure. So that's my thing, right? So for instance, priorities are changing, right? So for instance, right now, hmm. uh, okay, so Arogya Setu right off the bat is a terrible app. It has many bugs. So, but an ideal Arogya Setu type app, what it would do is A, it will record positive cases on the smartphone. It will also yeah. sort of keep signaling everyone around with that app that, this guy is in proximity to you or whatever it is correct that would be the idea and using bluetooth using gps using multiple other things triangulation all of that right Mm. for instance right now advisories are going out saying you have to show the app on your smartphone to get in now that doesn't hmm. make sense because you got I can just download it and show it to them and then I'll get in what the hell that that doesn't make any sense
0: which actually happened to me by the way I entered an office building right. two days back I had downloaded the Arugya Setu app about right. 10 days back but for some reason uh, when I entered they asked for the app I tried showing them and it just kind hmm. of reset and then I had to put in all my details again and stuff like that and it just showed safe you're safe right now because I mean how yeah, many yeah, seconds you checked the app yeah that's just ridiculous
1: Yeah, so like, I mean, public health as a thing is at a priority for all of us. But then Hmm. I have to give up some amount of privacy to sort of ensure that I'm safe. But the way I do that is only if I trust the people who have this app and I trust them with my data. Right now, I Hmm. don't. I mean, I am just very worried that. Uh, Across the world, not just in India, this Hmm. pandemic will be used to to sort of invade privacy like never before.
0: Correct. And COVID is a real threat to that again.
1: Yes, it's a a bigger threat which everybody is experiencing collectively. So it's so easy to convince Hmm. people now that, oh, public health is Hmm. better than privacy. So you're not downloading
0: the app now? I'm not until... So basically you'll not be at the parties where I'll be. I don't think so. (laughs) <laughs> so you won't hear me talking the intelligence stuff you, that you are only Are you said. asking people to download the Arogya Situ app for your parties also? No, no, I'm assuming if you have to step out, yeah. people would in any case need to download it because you'll be stopped at so many locations. So you'll have to download, unless you decide to stay at home forever. Which I, 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 I'm assuming you're going that way.
1: I have a workaround for that and I'm going to reveal it in this podcast because, hey, which police official is going to listen to this? So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep screenshots. Remember when we said nothing worse can happen? <laughs> I might keep screenshots, man, in my gallery. near a folder called Arogya <laughs> Setu. If the government is listening to this. <laughs> Government, if you're listening to this, I'm not doing that. Okay, I'm just sharing possibilities of anti-national elements Correct. and it's, what it's, they can do. Who
0: yeah. could do this, right? So that it can be avoided. Yeah. No, no, but, I'll download it. That's the reason why I'll you download mentioned it. it yeah. <laughs> but what about other stuff last yeah. question okay what about like Arugya setu app adhar much bigger play much bigger implications and yes the concerns hmm. are much bigger right but then there is daily stuff that you do are you on facebook or are you paranoid about those kind of things like being on facebook twitter uh using alexa or cd and stuff like that do you get paranoid i about that
1: too? do sometimes but then again like there is this thing in the back of my head right now that the only thing they can do to me is sort of show me ads Hmm. and make you know capitalism like addicted to capitalism but uh, the other thing they can do is influence my biases you know like so yeah in that sense when i look at all these apps and whatever social media etc i genuinely have stopped taking Mm. social media very
0: seriously when you're downloading apps Hmm. and stuff Something new comes up. Are you worried about the access you're giving?
1: So I do not give access to my microphones. I mean, like, so because MIUI has that feature that you can selectively disable access to many apps. Hmm. I remove
0: access for camera Hmm. and microphone, etc. Until it's absolutely required. Well, actually, I've never checked it yet. I've never checked it. Maybe iPhone would have, right? that feature?
1: Yeah, yeah. So like when so for instance, the default mode that you download the app in hmm. the first time you download it, uh, say for instance, Instagram, you want to go live. Hmm. So if you press on the live feature, it will ask you this prompt that do you want to give access to your microphone? Do you want to give access to your Correct. Uh, uh, video? Uh, so you say yes, yes. But then you go back to the settings and you can remove
0: it again. Oh, so, so That's one thing people can yeah. do here actually just go back to the yeah. phone settings and remove access of microphone and camera.
1: It's a lot of work to yeah. To be honest but I mean I do it uh, like once in a week regularly but I mean I don't I very selectively give access to my microphones etc. anyway hmm. and when it comes to browsing I use Tor hmm. uh, mostly no, um, That's the thing I read
0: today I, I didn't even know it, something like that existed the yeah. Tor browser.
1: Social media pe, I use Chrome etc. but like I mean incognito me, but like at, at a, there is a balance that I have to maintain now between my paranoia and you're conscious of that, man. No? Yeah, yeah, that's one way to put it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I know that a paranoid person will just not use anything. पत्थर <laughs> Like I mean, like, like, stuff like that. But I mean, that's like
0: <laughs> I've just figured out in this chat because I'm speaking to you for the first time. Your Hindi sucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> it does. पत्थर <but>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> again Hindi, I don't know what
1: a rap is, but again. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah so but you get my point, right? Like, I mean, just, I
0: can yeah. just be conscious and yeah. So you are really not paranoid. You're just aware yes. and you're cautious about it. I'm and, paranoid uh, about the s-
1: government taking my data. I'm not that paranoid yeah, that about is big stuff. corporates taking my data that much yeah. right now. No, one test of this would be, which I think people should uh, do regularly, right? Hmm. Is that... Say, for instance, you are giving a piece of data consciously to, a uh, say, a social media platform. Mm. Ask yourself, what can they do with this data that I'm giving right now, mm. right? They'll send you emails, they'll send you ads, they'll look at your behavior, they'll send you more ads, they'll want you to buy stuff, mm. you know. The other thing that they can do, again, is, of course, affect your personal biases. Yeah. But then when you give data to government, what can they do with it? Yeah. You know, like um, the, the scope just incredibly expands, mm. right? So, of course, the government can use it for the same thing. Mm. But then the other way to use it is to sort of shut down dissenters. Mm. Use like use it to demonize one particular community that an authority doesn't like. Correct. Um, things like that can happen. Mm. So... When you're giving your data, when you're giving your information, personal information, Hmm. just ask yourself this question. What can this entity do with it? And then take a call whether you want
0: to share that information or not. How important it is. Yes.
1: Can I leave you with this one analogy that this wonderful analogy that someone gave me? No, please, please. It's like, you know, how restaurants want to serve chicken to customers. Mm. So imagine that you are the chicken, the user, the person who is using the internet is the chicken. Yeah. The restaurant is basically the intermediaries or the companies, even news channels. Mm. And the customer is essentially the government. Mm. You know, so they, what happens is that um, when... You are using a certain thing for a long duration of time. you become the chicken, like so they're feeding you with it. Mm. And you're like, ha, lelo, lay lelo. Lay and then at the end of the day, they'll cut you and serve you to the government right so when you get something for free you are the product so just be aware
0: i love that line when you're getting something for free you are the product yeah. I think
1: you are the chicken man like... we are the chicken we are eating our uh, <laughs> full credits to Faye D'Souza for
0: giving this analogy by the way the one who came up with this we shall give credit to Faye yeah. Uh, for this one. But thanks so much. Yeah, thanks so much. Meghna. This was way more fun than I had imagined. I thought we would, uh, you know, because this was a world that I didn't understand. Yeah. And I thought at some point, this will be too technical for me to even understand after the podcast. But thank you for making it so clear. The, your thoughts were so crystal clear. I think the way you put it uh, made a lot of sense and uh, thanks so much for doing this thanks so much thank you thank you so much thank you for calling me and I hope your listeners benefit from this somehow and I guess now both of us can switch on our ACs (laughs) (laughs) the sacrifices we have to make to create content (laughs) absolutely (laughs) and that's a wrap on the second episode of Stupid No More Now, I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I enjoyed chatting out with Meghnath. A lot of interesting information out there. But you know what it boils down to? Internet will be around. Apps will be around. Devices will be around. It is up to us to decide who we give what access to. Also, be conscious of the fact that there are algorithms out there feeding into our biases, giving us information that either we want to hear or information they want us to hear. So next time you see some article or some news item or a post, use your senses, use some filters. Do not react immediately. Also, very, very important, do not get off social media. Be on every single platform because that is where you would have to say good things about this podcast series. You can find me on Twitter at Anshu More and on Instagram at Anshu underscore Moore. So if you like the episode, please do tell your friends and write about it on social media. I'll see you guys next time on another fun episode of Stupid No More. Hey, this is Anshu Moore, and I'm the host of Stupid No More. If you ever wanted to start your own podcast, you might think you need all kinds of equipment to set it up. Well, it turns out all you need is Anchor. Anchor is an all in one free tool from Spotify. That lets you create your own podcast and get it heard everywhere. With Anchor, you can record, edit and be heard on all listening platforms. It also works in your web browser or right from Anchor's mobile app. And best of all, it's totally free. So make your podcast with Anchor today by going to anchor.fm. That's anchor.fm. This is a Commune production. This episode was produced by Abbas Momin and supervised by Pranika Borkar. Vijay is our editor and sound designer. This is a Commune podcast.